Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to follow me on Facebook, I'm going to start trying to work my Facebook page again. Uh, not follow me on Facebook, like my page on Facebook and then get my posts on Facebook, which I'm going to start actually doing. I'm going to try. Uh, you could go to Facebook. Um, the name is Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Facebook. Like my page, please. Uh, write a review. You could write a review on Stitcher or iTunes. I had some guy write a review on Stitcher recently. I've had, I don't have many reviews on Stitcher. I had like seven for the longest time. I barely go on there because I work through iTunes. But um, some guy wrote a really great review and it was really nice. So thank you, Jim Dandy or Jim Andy or some sort of thing like that. Um, and I think that's all I have to pimp out. I don't want to pimp out my book anymore because I want to pimp it out when it's a hard copy book. And that will be like any day now. Um, today I have on the show a really interesting uh, guest. The guest's name is Jessica. And Jessica is a transgender person. Is that how you say it properly? I don't even know. Um, is transgendered? Is transgender? Um, Jessica is, a ma- is married to a woman as a man. Uh, but he lives a secret life. Like his wife and his kids have no idea that he dresses up on the side um, and that he believes he's a female, even though he was born a male and he's genetically still a man. He's not on hormones or anything like that. He's not out in his regular life. In his regular life, he's a married guy with grown-up kids. Um, but for the past 14 years, he's been also living a double life as Jessica. 
And uh, he calls in and explains everything about that, how it came about that he started to feel like he was more uh, female than male. Um, it didn't happen when he was younger. It happened way later in life uh, when he started to dress up, when he started to fool around with guys and what that's all about. It's really fascinating, especially because what's going on with the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. I watch that show. I know I don't talk about celebrities a lot, but it's not really about celebrity. It's about, you know, people and uh, becoming more aware of transgender people. And I think it's really fascinating and really interesting. So I was really excited to get Jessica on as a guest. So I'll be right back on with Jessica. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hi, is this Jessica? Yes, it is. Hey, Jessica, it's Kathy. You're on the uh, Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you? Okay. Okay, cool. So um, you posted an ad on Craigslist just looking for some female advice. You didn't say what kind of problem you had. You definitely made a point to reference the fact that you weren't looking for a hookup or anything like that. So I sent you an email, and then you wrote back, and you had a really interesting story or problem that you wanted to discuss with a female. Uh, do you want to explain the pro? Like, do you want to get into it and just explain what you had wrote to me? Sure. Um, basically, well, I'm married and I have been for many years. Uh-huh. Um, but for quite some time, um, I just felt different inside. I, I, I feel like a female inside. Uh-huh. Um, so I wanted some advice. Um, is it wrong to just keep that a secret or is it? Is it something that I should, you know, tell my family? And I've had mixed advice when people say, you know, hey, if you tell them, it's going to hurt them. You know, so if, if you can live with it, you know, and keep it a secret, then what others say it's not fair because you're living a lie. You know, so I, I've had mixed emotions. And and when it's all said and done, it's it's my decision. I just wanted, you know, other people's input. Of course. I think that always helps. You know, sometimes what people say to you or is just a it's just actually stuff that you would be saying to yourself. Right. I'm sure you've thought of both sides of the story. I'm sure you could relate to the people that say, hey, you're going to hurt your family. And you know that, of course. And then there's people that say, hey, be true to yourself and, you know, be honest and live a more truthful life. Right. And you could relate to that. I'm sure you have both sides or you see both sides of things. I mean, right. I do. I, I see both sides. Um, but when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. um, and I've weighed all the options, I I don't think that the the, happen, the happiness of one person should come before the happiness of you know a lot of people. You um, you don't sure think that I, is the true? Wait, what did you say? Do you say you think that the happiness of one person should come over the happiness of a should, bunch? Should not. It oh, should, should not. not. Right. It, okay. If, if I were to if I were to tell my family, sure, then I can go ahead and live with Jessica and be myself, you know, and and do what you know, do what I feel is right inside, you know, be who I want to be. Mm-hmm. But I truly wouldn't be happy because I know I'd cause them pain. So it, it, it's sort of like between a rock and a hard place, you know. Totally. If, if I if I come out, you know, I'll never truly be happy because forever and evermore I'll know that I hurt them. Right. You know, and, and, 
But let me tell you, so let me just throw let me just throw something out there, just another angle to look at things. And I'm certainly not the type of person that believes in like telling people what they have to do in life because everybody has their own path and what's right for you, you ultimately know and it's ultimately your decision, right? But what I would say, which is like another sort of way to look at things, um, is that I know that you say like if you told your family you would forever know that they were in pain and they were upset about it and you caused that and you could never live with that. So instead, you'll live with the everyday pain of feeling that you actually are a female and you're living a male life, but you don't feel comfortable. And that for sure is going to be an ongoing pain too, right, that you would have. But if you look at it like if you told your family, right, and they got really upset, I would bet a lot of money that eventually over time they would get past it on some level, most likely, and maybe, I mean, sometimes you can't even imagine what could be. Like imagine that maybe they would get to a place where they would accept it and maybe there would be some sort of like re-getting together in a better place and maybe everyone would be happier and then you would be able to be who you are your family would be able to move on with their life and everybody would be okay that's a possibility yes believe me Kathy I've thought about it long and hard for all these years Mm -hmm. and it is a possibility but keep in mind it's only a possibility it's not written in stone. Right, and it's I've a chance myself, you take. Do I, mm-hmm. Right, right. right and it's I've a asked risk. myself, do I want to take that chance? Mm-hmm. And, and every time I come up with the same answer, no, I don't want to take the chance on hurting them. Okay, let's get um, some backstory, yeah. though, on the whole situation, because I think it's really fascinating, especially with the, the Caitlyn Jenner thing. You know, so for you, I think it's really interesting, right? Because here you are, a, a person who is transgender. Like, would you say you're transgender? Yes. Right. So and you're living in a time where there is this shift happening that you could technically come out of that closet. Right. And be accepted for the first time in a in a you know, and it would maybe be easier than if it happened 10 years ago. How long have you felt because you said for a couple of years now you have felt like you're more female than male. And so how old are you now? You're 46, right? Yes. How long have you been married for? Uh, just over 20 years. 20, like a little bit over 20 years, right. And now how long have you been feeling that you're more female than male or that you're female trapped in a male body? Oh, gosh. Almost 14 years now. Really? So how did that happen? Because normally I would think, right, and I think probably a lot of my listeners would think that it's something that somebody feels very early in life, right? Like when you're like really little. Do you have any memories at all before that 14 years like when you were little that maybe you also had those feelings or it it just absolutely hit you just 14 years ago and you never felt it before well i'm glad you asked that um i grew up in a very strict catholic family um and that was definitely frowned upon Uh um so i'm thinking and again i'm 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 not a doctor or a psychiatrist i'm thinking that because it was so frowned upon you know in my family and in the area that I grew up Mm -hmm. that maybe for self-preservation, my mind just blocked everything out. Typically you are right. That is something that, you know, I'm a firm believer that you're born with that. It takes Mm -hmm. some people longer than others for it to to come to the surface. But typically it does so at a young age, not so, not in an older age, like it did with me. 
Right, but, but maybe I'm it was like that it was a self-preservation thing. Maybe totally. my mind blocked it out. Yeah, no different than like somebody that maybe was sexually abused when they were younger and they blocked out memories and then all of a sudden it comes out at a certain time like you know, and it seems like it's like, you know, maybe it's made up because all of a sudden they're experiencing it, but really they're just repressed memories. So maybe you even expressed it. Like maybe you did certain things and maybe you were told that that was like really bad. And then, so you really suppressed that part of you. And then it came up for some reason, you know, 14 years ago, you know, and now it's there full fledged. Now I know you also told me that you've been with men as well right have you been with men as a female or have you been with men as a male as a female as a female so one other quick question before we get into that do you does anybody in your regular life like i'm not i'm I'm assuming that you go out dressed up as a woman and there's people maybe that know you as jessica but does anybody who knows you as the male persona does anybody in that world know about jessica yes who knows? Yes. And, and let, let, let me let me say this. Um, yeah. to, to better answer your question, you said I've been with men. Have I been with men as a as a woman or as a man? Uh-huh. My reply was as a woman because keep in mind that in my mind, whether I'm dressed up right. or not, I am a woman. Right. Uh, the clothes the clothes are just for appearance. I mean, to make right. a woman feel sexy, or mm-hmm. you know, she's going out on it. But the clothes don't make who you are inside. Right. Uh, I, I've known women who can dress in Levi's and get, you know, all dirty and mud and all that. And they're just as feminine and just as much a girl as any other woman. Absolutely. But just because they draw on a pair of guy shorts does not make them, you know, any less feminine. So, mm-hmm. yes, I, I, I love the clothes, but they don't define who I am inside. So. Yes, when, when I'm when I'm with someone, I I do so as a woman because it, it doesn't matter whether I'm in a skirt or in a pair of jeans. Totally. You know? Yeah. No, I'm glad you made that distinction because that's like really important, and I think a lot of people would see it the way I see it, right? That when you're a female, you have to be dressed up as a female. But no, it's not. It's that you always, it, the fact that you feel like you're a female comes from the inside. Like you said, it's not about putting on the clothes that makes you a female. It's that feeling that you get inside, that that's who you are. Exactly. When, when, when all these feelings first started coming on, mm-hmm. um, I, I was dressing up more often. And at one point I asked myself, you know, if I were to stop dressing, I mean, is this just going to stop? Mm-hmm. So I did. I, I didn't dress and I went out, you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I still feel, you know, like a girl inside. It's, mm-hmm. it, it has nothing to do with the clothes. And that's when it all started, like, coming together. Right. You know, sort of clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I could never explain is why so late in life. But right. I, I just attribute that to my upbringing and, you know, my family and, and the area I grew up in and everything. And then, as I said, being, being you know, at this age, I grew up during a time where it was not the Caitlyn Jenner era. You know, yeah, it was exactly. a lot, it, it was a lot harder. We're the same you know, age. Not something I'm... people didn't want to come out. Do you have a therapist? Do you go to therapy? I did for a while, mm-hmm. and then I stopped going because it, it's always the same thing. I mean, therapists are never, ever going to give you answers. Uh, I think they're not there to give you the answers. They're mm-hmm. there... To, to basically to, to lend an ear because the, it, I always had the same reply from every therapist. The answers are within you. No one can tell you who you are or how you feel, much less myself. 
this is something that you're going to have to work out inside. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I did it slowly. I, I, I tried to, you know, piece everything together, you know, the, the why and when and where and how and everything. And, you know, I've, I've come... I've come to the conclusion and, and I've come to terms with the fact that, yes, I am Jessica. I am a female inside. Mm-hmm. Um, will I ever be able to live as Jessica? I don't think so because I, I can't see sitting down and telling my family, hey, this is who I am and this is how I want to live. Right, and dealing um, with those consequences and dealing with making them even, feel terrible. Exactly. And even if you, as you said, even if they over time start to accept it, mm-hmm. accepting, accepting something and not feeling resentment towards someone is it, a fine line. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's a totally. fine line. No, you I know, mean, because... yeah, absolutely. Somebody could get over something and get past something and believe that something and, and feel like everything is okay with something, but they could always sort of feel resentful that they had to go through what they had to go through. Absolutely. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, yeah, and, and I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that relationship that I have with my family. How old are your you kids? Know, they're all grown up in their 20s. Okay. So and- it's not, yeah, and I've, I've been told by people, look, they're grown up. It's not like you have little kids to worry about, you know, you can come and tell them this. It's not that easy. No, I think it's almost worse in a way because, you know, when you heard, I've heard this about Kris Jenner with Caitlyn Jenner. Like I heard Kathy Lee Gifford. She was on a show talking and normally I don't talk about celebrities, but this is just in the news. So I'm just going to bring it up. But she was talking about um, because she was very good friends with Bruce Jenner. Somebody had asked her how she feels about Bruce Jenner coming out. And she said, listen, you know, everybody could see it in a way like, you know, everyone looks at it and thinks it's like really amazing and it's really great. But if you really knew him like we did and his wife did, there's like an odd sense of betrayal that comes with that. And it's very difficult to feel like you've been sort of duped by somebody. You know what I mean? And, And she sort of explained it in a way that you would never sort of imagine unless you were really close with the person. It's easy for me to say Caitlyn Jenner is doing a great thing and to accept that now he's a she, right? But what about the person that has been living with him for the 20 years or the friends that have been friends with him and feel like, you know, he was living a lie and lying to them. Right. And so that's what she was sort of explaining that the people really close to him feel. And I thought that that was interesting because that's probably something that people would feel who are close with people that are transgender, you know, they would feel so, you know, your kids, the older they are, the more they would feel that that deception went on. So it, I don't think that it would t- make it easier because they are older. It might almost make it harder. It, it might because 
when kids that are that young. They don't know they, what's going they, on. Yeah, they tend to adapt a lot easier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than than kids grow You have to understand, for, for over 20 years, they've seen me as bad, you know, as this macho guy going out there and throwing a football around or a baseball totally. and doing this and that and going fishing. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're going to see their dad, you know, in a dress, mm-hmm. you know, wearing heels and makeup. That's that's tough to swallow. And, and it it may be something that they can never get over. And not to mention the fact that even even adults, I think, can get teased. Their friends might say, wow, that's your dad? You know, and, so, and that's something that they would have to deal with now. And I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Can, keep one thing in mind, Kathy. Not every transgender out there is living the Caitlyn gender life. Right. You no, know, I think that, them, that you've been watching the show. A lot of them get abused. A lot of yeah. them. Um, have you been watching the uh, show? Yes. Yeah. I haven't. And the reason I haven't is because they're, they're, they're making it seem you know, like it's glamorous. Like, hey, if you're transgender, you can come on and you're going to live like Caitlyn Jenner. No, I think, no, no, no. No, honestly, let me tell you, because you haven't watched, you said two things in that situation. You just said two things that are totally like hypocritical in that one sentence. You said, I haven't watched it because they're making it seem like it's so glamorous. How do you know that if you haven't watched it? Okay. Let me tell you that they're not making it seem glamorous. They actually are talking about on the show exactly what you're talking about. Most of the women that he's going around with, you know, and helping uh, spread the word you know, through his celebrity are talking about how they didn't have it easy. They don't live his life. Like they're trying to get him to grasp that reality. So they're not, so you really should actually, before you sort of just like become judgmental on it and say that they're doing that, you should watch it and then make that decision. And I'd be interested to know what a transgender person like you, who's not Caitlyn Jenner and doesn't live that glamorous life, what you take out of it and whether you still feel what you just said, but you have to watch it to be able to really I will. say. I'll give it, I'll give it, a, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a, a try and I'll watch it. But I stand corrected. Okay. I was basing it on what I have seen in the news. And oh, on, please. You can't on listen the, to When people. he was on the uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, please. Uh, the daughters accepted it. You know, it, it just no. seemed very accepted. Oh my I God! It's the antithesis of that. Have lost everything. Yes, I've known transgenders that have lost everything: their jobs, mm-hmm. their family. I mean, yes. totally. And I've known some that have, you know, ended their own life because they just couldn't live with being alone because nobody wanted. You know, everybody that they ever knew and grew up with, you know, said, "Hey, we want nothing to do with you." Oh yeah, you have to watch the show. I promise you, you're going to feel very differently about it. They really, they, it's really not what the news was saying it was about. It's really not anything like Keeping Up the Kardashians. I've never watched more than one minute of that show in my whole life. Um, it's so, I think it's really great, actually. Um, but yeah, y- you have to watch it first, and I think you definitely should, uh, considering it's so relatable to you it's like your life and just because he he's somebody with like intense celebrity and you're not uh he's working on that show is a bunch of people that he's surrounded with that he travels with that he uh learns about the community from and they're like a bunch of regular transgender people but some of them are people that were like sort of notorious in the world and people who were like you know trailblazers for the community um so it's really interesting 
Let me ask you this. Can we go back to like, okay, so when was the first, so you've said two interesting things. One was that people do know about Jessica, you know, people who know you as, you know, your male persona. Who are those people in your life that know that you've told this secret to? There's, there's only a very few select people that know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the reason they know is because so they, they just, they came to me and said, hey, this is who you are, aren't you? And, of course, I denied them. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I said, and they're like, you can lie all you want, you know. But and, how did they know? We, I don't know. I Honestly, I, and I asked them that. I said, well, finally, when, when I admitted it, I said, how did you know? And, I, and they said, just little things you do. Okay, you know, so they were, like, pretty crazy. perceptive. But are they yeah, friends they, of yours or any family members or just strictly friends? No family members, just, just yes, acquaintances. And they picked up because they said if someone really were to pay attention and, and see the little things you do here and there, they could see, you know, feminine attributes. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. When was the first time that you, okay, you said about 14 years ago is when you started to feel like a woman. Were you with men before that or did you start to have affairs with men after that? It was after it was after. And then how did you meet the men? And, and where do you get the time? Like, I'm assuming, do you travel for business? Like, how do you live this sort of double life and get away with it? I do a lot of traveling. Um, so I, I get to, to get some free time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically how it met them is just online, you know, mm-hmm. different, different sites. Um, that, that's basically it, you know. And from one, you know, he may have had, he may have had a friend. I mean, I, I'm I'm not stupid. Um, I know that a lot of these guys get with me because they see me as easy, or hey, you know, she she's going to give you what you want. And to to a degree, it's true because it, I'm guessing it's because I don't get to be Jessica all the time. So mm-hmm. it's like never giving candy to a little kid, and then all of a sudden you let him loose in a candy store, mm-hmm. and what happens? They're going to eat a lot of candy. (laughs) Exactly. So, yes. So that's what happens. Jessica, Jessica you sound like a regular. Yeah, you sound like a regular girl. Like, oh, all these guys are just using me for sex. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's very girl-like of you to say. Like, you know, um, you know, you see yourself as the victim. But that's what you're looking for, right? I mean, that's what uh, some part of you, Jessica, really wants to be with a man right so you're that's what they do they talk a lot about this on the show like whether you're transgender and you're gay or whether you're transgender and you're heterosexual right so jessica likes men yes and yes she does a lot she Mm -hmm. likes men a lot (laughs) (laughs) right and jessica thinks guys are just using her for sex like most girls feel because they are using you for sex (laughs) Because that's what that. guys like. That's just the way that it goes. It's fine. But yes, wait, but you know what? Yeah. That's a that's a double edged sword because totally. um, mm-hmm. I don't know how candid you want me to be. Be but, as candid as you want. Okay. You know what? As a girl, let's say you're giving a guy a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, he thinks he's getting what he wants. Hey, I'm a tough dude. I'm a macho guy. I got her to do this. What he doesn't understand is that. It's empowering. Yeah, you got his you, dick in your mouth, and you are in control you, at that point, and you yes. can make him come or not come. <laughs> yes, totally. Yes. When, I agree. When you're, 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that, you look up at him and you can just see in his eyes, you, you're like, he's melting. And he's, you know what, he's feeling like this because of me, because mm-hmm. of what I'm doing. Absolutely. So, even though he thinks he's in control, he's not. Yeah, I, I agree. Listen, I was always very open sexually and I never felt like a victim to men in that sense. I think a lot of women do, but I think that that's like that's like there's a confusion about it because I believe what you believe that like when you're having sex, as long as it's consensual and it's what you're doing, what you want to do. There is no sort of I mean, I like, you know, somebody holds all the power, you know, it just that's why people. That's why people get horny when they're doing stuff to somebody else because there's nothing more exciting than seeing yourself having that power to really turn somebody else on, right? And that's just good sex. Um, A lot of people don't see it that way, but I think that that's people that have their wires sort of crossed and they have sort of weirdo, you know, issues surrounding sex. And a lot of women do for some reason. They see themselves as victims when they're really not, okay? It's true. It's mm-hmm. I, I can be I can be completely out of you know three little skirts, the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. and be with a guy, and I can tell you know that he's already hard. He's like you know he's all hard. You know, I have no problem getting up and walking out the door and go home and you know sit back and watch a movie. He's gonna go in the cold shower exactly. Because he said that you know. So who has the power? Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, so let me. So you're. So so even sexually, do you feel like you're more wired like a woman, oh, more so than a man? Like, I mean, you know, I would think because genetically, right? Like, you're born a man. You haven't had any. Do you take hormones or anything? No, I do not. I okay. wish I could. Right, you could never do that because of your family. That would be a big. Uh, at that point, the it would be out of the cat would be out of the bag. So you don't take any hormones. So genetically you're still a dude, right? So you're not like the regular guy that like, if he got really horny because he was with somebody that he really liked that he'd have to go home and jerk off to. Like Jessica doesn't feel that need to do, to be just like that guy that you just explained. No, oh my gosh. No. Interesting. No. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. So it's like your brain really is more so like the female. And, and I mean, realistically, Kathy, mm-hmm. you know it between us girls. Most guys don't even last long enough for a girl to get horny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, right. I, I mean, that's at least that's been my experience. Most guys, I, I mean, it, it's over before, you know, before it even starts. But do you like women, too? Like, are, can you... Be, are you turned on by your wife? Or, you know, were you t- always turned on by women as well? Do you consider yourself kind of bisexual? I, I'm glad you asked that. I consider myself a bisexual girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am more into men. I, I would prefer, you know, to, to be with a man. But yes, I can be with a woman and, you know, and I can get aroused. That's, that's not a problem. Have you? Let me ask you this: Have you ever cheated on your wife with a woman, or were you completely monogamous with her as far as that was concerned? No, I have not. I've only been with with men. Right. And when did that start again? Around the same time that you decided that you were a female, like fourteen years ago, right? Uh, yeah, I just got home one day from work. I got home early, and I thought I was I was actually digging through the closet with my son. I thought, I wonder what it's like to you know to dress up as a woman. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. It's just like a light switch being turned on. Right. And then what did you do? So, I, I dressed up and and it instantly I thought like, wow, this is amazing. It felt so amazing. It made me feel so sexy, so feminine. And that 
basically that started the whole snowball effect. I mean, after that, I was constantly wanting to be dressed up. And mm-hmm. that that really was the beginning of Jessica. That's where I started feeling like Jessica. I, start, I, I, I said to myself, this is not just, you know, a little phase or, or you know, like a midlife crisis thing or anything like that. This is, this is I think, who I am inside. So mm-hmm. I just kept exploring it. Mm-hmm. And eventually I got to the point where I'm like, okay, well, it, with Jessica actually be with a man so I, I dressed up and went out and and I got with a guy and, and that's when I said okay you know what this is this is definitely who I am right I enjoyed it you know I enjoyed being with the guy I enjoyed being hit on you know being treated you know as a female mm-hmm. now let me ask you this I'm assuming that when you came home that day after work like you went into your closet and you tried on your your wife's clothes is that who you did you use her clothes in the beginning or always Correct. Do you still yes. use her clothes? Because I was going to ask, like, how do you live that double life, right? Like, how do you have your clothes and where are they stashed that your wife doesn't find them? But basically, you're using her clothes. You fit into the same size. That's kind of great. At, at the time, yes. At uh-huh. the time, we, I was very thin. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to a point where I tried to gain some weight because I was trying to fight these feelings. Right. I'm like, there's no way, you know, this is not... Yeah, you were, a lot of people I, I put that weight on to like hide who they are, right? It's like a lot of times, sometimes it is psychological in that sense. So that's what you feel well, like you did? Exactly. I looked at my wife and my kids and I said, no, you know, that's my wife. These are, these are my kids. You know, I am a husband. I'm a man. I, I refuse to do this. And I found that the more I tried to suppress the feelings, the more I tried to bury them, the worse it got. The more so, you were I, feeling I, I, the need to sort of be who you were, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I said, I just can't fight. You know, it's, 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 Kathy, it's impossible to fight who we are inside. You know, no, I, I, well, I understand. I'm, I'm somebody who, you know, is very true to who I am and have had problems because of that, because, you know, but I've never, uh, I, I've never, given up on who I am you know I, I so I believe in that 100% and have lived my life that way always since I was really little so I'm always somebody who's like just be authentic and and you know and and whatever comes with that y- you could deal with that so I, I'm very big on that and I believe that I don't know I can't be somebody else for longer than maybe like a month or two months <laughs> you know I just I, because the desire to be who I am is stronger than my desire to be liked. And that's just the fucking fact, you know. And so and I had problems because of it. And uh, because I'm a very opinionated, sort of big personality type of female, which is very frowned upon. But, you know, what can you do? Um, but, but I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about you. So wait, so you were using your wife's clothes and going out. Now, because I always think to myself, like, where did you go? Like, imagine you went, like, you know, weren't you afraid of being busted? Like, did you drive three hours out of town? Or, like, did you go to a place where maybe you would see people? Were you afraid that somebody would, like, see you out and about, dress up as a female and know who you were? Or did you go to, like, a gay bar or a place where transgender people were hanging out? Like, where did you go that first night where you met that guy that you slept with? I I went out of town. Um, I I didn't want to take a chance on getting caught nor Mm -hmm. running into someone that that knew me. 
Right. Because I knew that would be devastating. So I basically, yeah, I drove a little bit, not, not extremely far. I drove a little bit out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where I met. And a couple of times, yes, I have gone to, to those gay clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I have found, and it scares the, the daylights out of me, is that Jessica seems to become older, you know, as time progresses. Mm-hmm. Where, where, um, just, I'll give you an example. Um, I could be talking to someone like, like you, you might call, you know, let, let's say that you call me to have some work done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will actually start to like change my voice a little and sort of drop little clues to try and get you to, to think, Hey, you know what? This guy is a her. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, even in business, you mean you're starting to do that. When you say call up for some work, like if I was just dealing with you on a business level, professionally, you might do that? Exactly. Let's, mm-hmm. let's say that I, that I had to meet you in your office mm-hmm. and, you know, we, we're talking business, strictly business. Mm-hmm. Out of the blue, I might say, oh, my gosh, I love your shoes, mm-hmm. which no guy is going to say that. Well, some I mean, guys no will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, the, you see what I'm saying? Does uh-huh. that make sense? No, I okay, get it. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why your friends. You said you had a couple friends who came to you and said, "Hey, listen, we know what the, you know. We know what's going on here." Maybe you did that with them. Do you feel like maybe you sort of put it out there to them because you felt like maybe they were people that would accept it? it, it it's possible. I don't know. Maybe I do it without even realizing. it. Sometimes mm-hmm. we do things and we don't even realize. We Absolutely. say, "Wow, oh my gosh, did I did, did I do that?" Mm-hmm. It's very possible that that I may be doing something, you know, without even realizing that I'm doing it. Especially that you're becoming more comfortable Uh, with being Jessica. Absolutely. And I think subconsciously, sometimes we don't realize how we are ruled by our subconscious. We absolutely are. You know, you have this side of you where you really don't want your family to know. But, you know, I do believe that in this situation, there may come a time that something happens by accident that your family finds out. But will it be an accident? I don't really know. Because if you have these, if you're living this double life, it may become stronger than you even realize. I, I totally understand because um, my life basically is a tug of war uh-huh. between between Jessica and who I was born as. Mm-hmm. It's a constant battle in my mind. It's a constant tug of war. And... Jessica has definitely been winning that war over the years. Right. How long have you had long-term relationships with men or just like one night stands with them where you just like, you know, screw them and that's it. Or have you had actual relationships with men as Jessica? No, I have not. uh, I've had one night stands. That's it. I have had, oh my gosh, I had a guy one time after just one meeting, he says, you know, I would marry you tomorrow. And I would get you all the hormones you want. I would, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, I'm looking at him like, are you serious? He said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you're amazing. You're, I think you're a wonderful girl. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just feeding me this line. I'm like, he's either crazy or he's serious. And, I, and he was serious. Have you ever had a situation where you meet a man? And I mean, do you think most of them know off the bat that you're transgender and what they're getting into? Or have there ever been any surprises? with a guy no I'm, I'm always up front because oh, that's i know cool. how right. dangerous that can be mm-hmm. um no i again i know you know how guys are they'll, they'll tell you whatever 
you know, whatever a girl wants to hear, that's what they'll tell them. Right. So, you know, I've, I've been honest with them. They said, really? I never would have known, you know. And, and I know that, that, that I'm not the prettiest girl out there. And I know that, you know, unless they're completely blind, they should be able to tell, but they don't care. Right. You have to keep in mind, you know, these guys, um, a lot of these guys, and here's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are married. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how many married guys who act all big and tough, you know, sitting around Sundays watching football are into, you know, girls like me. Well, and what are they? Like, I wonder what they consider themselves. Are they gay? Or, you know, like, what would, because they're with a woman, right? They're with Jessica, but they're having anal sex, right, with a man. They're doing sort of the sexual stuff that a gay man would do. So I wonder what they consider themselves. Well, I'm glad you asked that because I've, I've asked them myself. Yeah, and what did um, they say? You know, when, when, when we meet and we talk, and I'll tell them so, because I, I, I tell them right away, I said, look, I like masculine men. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you know, if you're a little crazy and feminine, that's not what I want. Right, you want a man. And, and hey, I want a man, mm-hmm. you know. And so when I've asked them, they said, oh, I'm straight, I'm straight. Right. I'm not into guys at all. And, and I'm thinking to myself, that's <laughs> kind of a, you know, double-edged stuff. It's okay, you're not into guys, you're man. They, they are, they've been very manly, you know, real macho guys. But I'm technically, like you said, I was born a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my heart, my soul, my mind, yes, I'm Jessica and I, and I am a woman. But and, they're, when they're you know, blowing like, you, you're, you're, they're blowing you, right? They're like, the, you're... Jessica like that has a, a dick right so I mean so that to me would be like maybe they're bisexual oh see they, they don't like doing that but oh really the guys I've been with yeah they, they're like no I won't suck a guy that's you know that's, so what do they that, yeah, do with kidding. you uh, basically uh, most of the time what they want is you know a blowjob because they always have the same story well my girlfriend won't do it or my wife won't do it I say okay well Jessica will you know um and <laughs> that's so funny like they just want to blow jump and there's any mouth will do but so, so well, they'll let you, know you blow them they, but they won't blow you will they let you fuck them in the ass or will they fuck you in the ass no they they won't take anything they they they'll fuck me and right and they'll let me suck them and, the, and they'll definitely fuck me but they won't they, like i said the guys that, that that i've been with they all say the same thing i'm i'm you know i'm a straight guy i'm a I'm not into that. I'm not going to bend over for anyone, and I'm not going to suck a dick and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, well, whatever, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's fine by me because then, as Jessica, I get a guy who's basically acting like, like a, a dude, guy, like a regular right. guy. That's like, what like you're looking dude. for. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, and because because he's a total dude acting like a dude, he's treating me like a girl because in his mind, he wants to... The girl he wants experience. To assure himself that, hey, I'm with a girl. I'm not with a guy. That makes him feel like he's not gay. Yeah. It makes me feel good because he's treating me the way I want to be treated. Yeah, does actually, that, that, that makes make, sense. No, yeah, I never would see it that way. But actually, when you just explained it that way, that is the perfect guy for you. That is the way it works perfect for you because that's like you say is what you're actually looking for. If you're screwing him in the ass or blowing him, then you're not real like then you're doing more like what a man would do with a man, right? So when you're servicing him, it's more like what the woman would do with the guy, right? 
and when he's screwing exactly. you, it's more like a you're in the female position. So yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And I would never have looked at it that way unless you explained it. Okay. Well, I'm glad I was able to. I thought I was going to have trouble explaining all that, or but that, that's basically how it is, and and it works out for everyone. Like I said, they they're, they're getting what they want. They think they got over on me, but they didn't because I'm getting what I like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting I'm getting treated the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, which makes me feel good. And and yeah, well, heck, I like dick. I'm sorry. You know, right. Shoot me. <laughs> now, like, it, like, how many men have you been with in the past 14 years? Is it something like, oh, you could like count them on your one hand or two hands? Or have you been with a lot of guys like you can't you couldn't even keep track? Like, have you been super oh. promiscuous as Jessica or have you like tried to keep it under wraps as much as possible? Oh, my gosh. Promiscuous. Totally. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Jessica's a total slut. To- Jessica. Hey, I admit that freely. I am a slut, and, and I'm fine with it. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Care. It's not a bad I word. Right. No, it's not. And, and you know what? Jessica likes I, sex. I don't care. Jessica, Jessica likes lo- sex. loves men, and Jessica loves sex. And you know what? It, it's it's funny because if guys do it, they pat them on the back. Oh, man, you're lucky. You're a stud. But exactly. if a girl does it, she's a slut. No, she, you know what? Girls love sex as much as guys. And, yes, exactly. I love guys, and I love sex. And yes, there there have been, you know, just a few guys. Good for Jessica. No, a lot of guys. Good for Jessica. So Jessica, like, sort of knows what she wants. She goes out. She gets a lot of a lot of guys. And you've been able to, so far, never get caught. Like, where do you do, like, the email and the texting and all that stuff? Like, do you have a separate phone? Like, how do you keep it so that you don't get busted? Well, email, I have a separate email account that no one knows of so uh-huh. that that, mm-hmm. that is helps. my main yeah that's my main form of communication because the texting is too dangerous totally and i had a guy text me one time when he wasn't supposed to and it you know um it almost ended badly so mm-hmm. i don't do the texting anymore because you like, guys are just i'm sorry guys are stupid you tell them hey don't <laughs> don't text me here and right away you get a text hey girl what you up to you want to come on over right, right i'm right. like hello did i not tell you but the problem is, guys, you know, I've always, guys think with, with one head. Right, exactly. And it's the one down there, mm-hmm. you know. Guys and when they're like horny, that. they're not thinking properly. I always say, like, that state of horniness is, like, sort of like being drunk. You're not in the frame of, you know, I've seen the most smartest men I know, right, act like total imbeciles and really not that bright and sort of sloppy when they're really super horny, right? Because all of that intelligence goes out the window and they're just are like a horny guy is not that smart. You're right. They're not. They're not, oh, guys. No. And, and, oh, my gosh, they're so easily manipulated. I mean, once, once you take their pants off, They'll pretty much dance and jump through hoops for you, you know, if they think exactly. they're going to get something. Yeah, totally. That's when you have all the power before they come. See, or while they're hard, while they're hard. Yeah, and you're smart, girl, Jessica. But this is where I think you're not smart. I feel like you're, like, I feel like somehow you're going to be caught. I think that you're, like, you know, your secret life is very is big. Like if you've been with a lot of guys, right. It means that you're doing sort of this thing a lot. Do you do it a lot on your hometown or mostly always while you're traveling? No, like I said, I've, I've become bolder, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the last year or two, mm-hmm. I've actually, I've been with a few guys that live locally, mm-hmm. which I know is 
it's bad. So I'm trying I'm, I'm trying not to come to terms with the fact that you were right when you said that, you know, this is eventually going to come to the surface to the point where people are going to start to notice, hey, you know what, he acts different or he does this or he does that. And, you know, so I'm trying to deal with that right now mm-hmm. because – I'm trying my best to keep it under wraps, but it just seems to, it's just, I don't know how to put it, it just seems to be getting harder and harder every day. Yeah, because sometimes, listen, sometimes, like, when you're focusing on, like, something that you don't want or you don't want to do, it's like you're still focusing on it. And that's why I think AA sometimes doesn't work for people because you're going to this place and they're always telling you what to avoid, what to avoid, what not to do, what not to do. But really, if you think about it, what your brain is really just constantly focusing on is alcohol. And your brain sometimes doesn't process the don't drink. They just are processing the drinking thing because it's always on your mind. So sometimes actually focusing on not doing something, you know, is a focus on that something, right? So it just makes that something stronger, right? It's not like you're not thinking about it at all. That would be, I'm going to tell you, if you want to actually, like a cognitive therapist who deals with like, you know, just mind fucking yourself would tell you probably the best way to put Jessica on the back burner or to quiet her a little bit would be to not think about it at all, not to try to suppress her, not to try to be her, just try to not think about her at all, right? But to try to think about not being her all the time is no different than thinking about being her all the time. Does that make sense? It it does. Um, I know I I spend countless nights awake tossing and turning because I'm thinking of being Jessica. Of course. I'm thinking, hey, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. You like being Jessica. Oh, no, I don't like it. I love it. I right, exactly. I, I, right, at, right at this moment, right at this very moment, um, what I wish more than anything is that I were in my heels, my cute little skirt, you know, uh, um, nice little top, and with some hot guy. Right, but let me ask you this. Do you want to be Jessica purely for sexual reasons? Do you actually feel romantic with men too? Like, would you like to be Jessica, like, in love with a man, married with a man, or do you just want to be, like, Jessica sort of having you know, sex with guys? That That's a good question. Jessica would love to have fun. Keep in mind that Jessica, and this is going to be kind of like, you're going to say, what? <laughs> she is totally crazy. But Jessica, in a sense, is almost like a teenager because keep in mind that she hasn't been around forever. Right. She's like you know, emotionally so 14, 15 years old, right? Because that's it, as long it, as it, you've it, given her the, the room exactly. to breathe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mo- Emotionally, she's a teenage girl mm-hmm. who just wants to hang out with guys, sleep with guys. I'm one of the. I'm. I'm you remember when you were in school? You know where everyone said that's the school slut. That's yeah. Jessica right now. Oh, that was but, me. Yeah. No, <laughs> in school. <laughs> I really? Was, I was very permi- I was very super rebellious and I was very promiscuous and I acted out a lot. So I totally understand that. In a time when most people, oh. well, most women weren't doing it. Nowadays, I think there's a lot more slutty women, women that are sort of acting out and 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 doing stuff like that. So it's different now. But when I was younger, that's how I was. And that's who Jessica is. Well, She's the school slut. That- <laughs> Yes, Jessica is a young girl who she's a, she, she's the school slut right now. And like I said, Jessica's young. Jessica's crazy, wild yeah. girl. You know, looking to have fun. But there have been many moments when, again, Jessica's thought, you know, when I get older, it would be nice to have a steady boyfriend. You know, 
someone that comes home and, you know, and mm-hmm. I have dinner ready for them and, you know, and, and maybe snuggle and not just have sex, but make love. You so know, you do and, want and, that for just, so Jessica does want, I mean, we keep talking about Jessica yes. in the third person, She's but really Jessica is that. you, Jessica's you, right? So, and you keep, like I said, but, talking about her in the third person. So you feel like maybe there is, there would be a time in your life where you would want to have more from a guy than just sex and maybe have a more intimate relationship emotionally oh my gosh absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. that would be that would be nice but for right now no because first of all it's just not possible Mm -hmm. you know because it would be too too risky because guys i know how they are you know if you tell them hey i can't go i'm going to be with my friend they don't care Mm -hmm. they'll try to text you and say hey you know can you make it can you sneak out can you do this can you do it because i've been down that road oh no you can't listen if you once you start really having like a mo like that's why i asked whether you've had just you know sex with guys or if you've had long-term relationships when you start to have like long-term relationship with a guy and you're having a relationship with your wife that's when you're really heading for some trouble because that's going to be a lot harder to live that kind of double life because that both you know the time and the energy you know that you have to put in to make a relationship good is a lot so how are you going to be putting in 100% with your wife and then 100% with your other relationship I just think that you know that's when you'd really get caught exactly right now it's easier go there you know when you're done throw my panties on, thanks for the ride, baby, and mm-hmm. walk out the door, and that's it. No, There's nothing there. There's no commitment. Right. And the guys know it, so it makes it easier. And the guys and are fine with it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And, 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 and I, know, I know that a lot of people may listen to this, especially women, and say, well, she's a, she's a homewrecker. No, right. I'm not a homewrecker. But realistically, and I know this is wrong, but realistically, it's easier with a married man because they have so much to lose. They're not going to take the risk of trying to contact or, you know, go, oh, I love you. I want to be with you. You're the one I want. No, they don't do that because they have their own family, their own. Totally. Basically, Mm -hmm. you see where I'm going? Yeah, isn't that what, like, Ashley Madison was all about? Sort of like, you know, people that are in the same boat, you know, married people that want to cheat with other married people. Like, when you're a married person, you're cheating with a single person, they might put on the pressure to get, like, all this other stuff from you. But when two people have that other life going for them, you know, and they then the, that's the perfect person to do business with. So I totally understand that. Exactly. I'm glad you do. I'm glad. Yeah, you do. I mean, it makes so sense. I'm not a home wrecker, um, and, and I don't see it as a home wrecker because they came to me. I, I didn't. And whose you know, home is I, being wrecked? Nobody knows about it at this point, right? You guys are just people. Those men that are doing it with you are people that are living a double life and haven't sort of come to terms with what they really maybe want in life or, you know, and same thing with you, uh, you know. Exactly. And I can tell them, no, no, sweetie, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that because you're married. They're just going to find another girl. Just because I tell them, no, doesn't mean they're going to see the error of their ways and say, well, you know what? Wow, Jessica was right. I'm, what I'm doing is wrong. They're not going to stop. No, please. And let me, no. no, and I think people would probably ju- think I'm terrible for saying this, but really the best person for you is a, a for another married guy because just for the same reason that you said before, you both have a lot more to lose, so it's easier to just go in and get out because you both go back to your, your quote-unquote real lives. I mean, I don't know which feels more real to you I think some people would think your married life is more the real life right and Jessica is this fantasy because you're but who do you feel is more the real you I'm thinking you're going to say Jessica oh absolutely absolutely 
Um, so you it, feel it, like when you're doing the whole marriage thing and you're in that life that you're just like going through the motions and you're being sort of phony and sort of putting on this persona of somebody that you're not. And when you're Jessica, you're really being you. Let me put it to you this way, mm-hmm. okay? A lot of people would see me and say, well, that he's a cross-dresser. Mm-hmm. And, okay, yes. But, you know, when I'm cross-dressing, I'm cross-dressing right now because I'm, I'm dressed up as a guy. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is cross-dressing because I'm dressing up as a guy, and I'm not a guy. Right. I mean, in my, yes. If, if you were to put it in percentages, mm-hmm. I'd say that Jessica is probably 95% of who I am. Right. The other 5% is clinging on there because of my family. If it weren't for my family, I probably, I would have been living my life as Jessica years ago. And very, very likely, I would have gone through all the motions, you know, the sex change, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. I'd be living totally as a woman today. Right. And what but, about, like, do you have brothers know, or sisters? I, I have two brothers. Right. Are you close with them? With one, yes. The other, not so much. Right. And I mean, because I just they want... wouldn't understand. No, of course. Right. I think it's. I think that, of course, that's hard. I just wonder, like, if you had. I was thinking maybe if you had any sisters or anyone that was close in your family, and they could like sort of, maybe they would remind you of things that you did when you were younger that maybe would suggest that you always had these tendencies, you know. But I'm assuming that nothing's the... ever come up. Yes, in therapy, one thing came up. Um, when I was young, I had a pair of shorts, mm-hmm. um, and I, I was, I, and I forget what I was doing. I was playing, and I ripped them a little, mm-hmm. the inseam, and I kind of finished ripping them, and in essence, I turned them into a skirt because it had no inseam. It was just, you just slipped them on it, yeah. and even my, my mom had said, what are you doing with those? They're all ripped. I said, well, they're my favorite shorts. I don't want to throw them out, uh-huh. and I kept them for a while, and, and they, I wore them all the time around the house. They look just like a skirt because I had <laughs> right. them. That's my only, my only memory or recollection of ever doing anything that even remotely, you know, seemed feminine. Right. Maybe you were like sort of criticized or ridiculed about that or, you know, maybe your parents got really freaked out and, you know, and so, and that's why you they, sub- su- suppress everything. That would be the reason why you would suppress the memories more so because other people told you it was wrong to do and made Probably. you feel really bad about and, it. And when I got older and started looking at like um, the Playboy magazines and stuff, mm-hmm. um, in the shower, I would just tuck my dick between my legs mm-hmm. and just see what it would look like to have, to not have a dick and have a, a, a vagina. Right. And this is when you were little. Or younger, before yes. the 14 year. Yeah, so see, yeah, these are yes. little things. Absolutely. So these are little parts of Jessica that um, you remember. And, you know, maybe there's like, you know, more there. Like if you had probably wrote down in a journal every day of your life when you were younger, you probably had a lot of moments where you felt stuff like that or Jessica sort of showed her face to you. Um, you just forget about it. Our memory is so different. I wrote in a journal for many, many years, like 10 or 12 years. I have tons of journals. And... um. 
I go back and read them sometimes and I realize like, oh my God, it's so great. What's so great about writing in a journal is we tend to rewrite history in our minds. The way we remember things is very different a lot of times than the way things played out. We don't remember the day to day. We don't remember the things that we think about. I quit drinking 12, uh, 12 years ago, I think it was. And when the first year I quit drinking, I went back and I read all of my journals. And I felt like when I quit drinking, it was the first time I ever thought that I maybe I have a problem and I quit drink, could, should quit drinking. But when I read back in my journals, I realized there were so many nights where, you know, when I was in the privacy of my own room and I was writing and I was reflecting on myself that I had wrote that I thought that, that I felt that. And I would have sworn to you that that was like the day that it happened was the first time I ever thought about it, you know? So I think that, um, you know, we do have thoughts and feelings about things, but we tend to forget about them and we don't really remember them, but they're there and they exist. And like I said, unless you've kept a journal of every single thought that you had and you really wrote about things, there's, you lose that stuff. You know, we rewrite it's, history it's and remember true. things in ways that seem easier to comprehend. You can't remember all the I details. Agree. We could be nuts, you know? <laughs> I agree. I agree. hundred percent. So listen, Jessica, I mean, okay, we're at an hour. I could talk to you for like three more hours. I think it's so fascinating. I could go on too, but I've actually, I've had to go myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, this is what I think. I think that you've already decided what you want to do and that is not tell your family. I wonder or worry for you because you don't want to tell your family that eventually it may come out. Personally, I think that that would be a great thing because I tend to believe in more so in just being yourself and that other people would be okay. I really truly believe that if your family found out, you know, fast forward five or 10 years, everyone would be okay and would probably be better for it. I believe in that. I don't believe that suffering for people is something that people should avoid. I sometimes see things like that as actually positive experiences, but that's because I see life in a certain way, but other people don't. And I totally get that. Um, so I hope for you, since you don't want them to find out that they don't find out and that you live the double life and you could be slutty Jessica and you could have your fun and you could keep your family and everything's cool. But if anything changes, which it could, you never know. We never know what's going to happen around the corner. Um, you know, I'd love for you to actually just like check in every now and then and have you on again and see what's going down like a year from now or six months from now, or if anything happens and people find out, I'd love to hear about that too. Uh, I will. It's, and just maybe be down careful. the line, I'll give you another. I will. I will. And thank you for listening. Yeah. And, but yeah, anytime you want to call in and be back on the show, I think it's a fascinating topic. It's something that's like really going on right now because of the Caitlyn Jenner thing. I think it's really interesting. I think that, you know, if you exist, there's other people like you. There's probably so many people that are going to be listening to my podcast that will be able to relate. Um, and I think that that's really interesting. And so thanks so much for calling in. And I'd love to All have right. you back on whenever you, whenever you want. Be careful. Thank you so much. Be careful, Bye. Jessica. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.